Welcome to The Atypical Leader with Rick Brennan, where we talk about harnessing what makes you unique and maybe even a little odd, while at the same time dismantling the notion that you have to be a certain type of person or act a certain way to be an effective leader. Definitely a leader, not a follower. I like the sound of this. It's time for us atypical leaders to come out of the shadows and learn to be proud and confident in what makes us different. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. Atypical leader starts now. Good day, Judy. Hi, Mr. Brennan. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. I think after all this time, I might be able to call you Rick. Oh, actually, uh, I do prefer, if, if we were back in the Miramichi, where I'm from, we, people would call me Ricky. 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 Little Ricky. Yeah, little Ricky. Uh, little Ricky Brennan. No, you don't look like a Ricky to me. Yeah. You're not my Ricky. Yeah, You're no. my Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're back here with Jay again. We're going to do the second part of our discussion with Jay, which yes. was awesome last week. Right, right. We're talking about spirituality. Yeah, we're going to get more into that. And I think it's important that we people understand that we're really not talking, because as I said, then we kind of wrapped up last week, it's a little <laughs> woo-woo to me, because yeah. I don't quite understand it. It's not the terminology I would use. And I'm concerned that people have an ear to what we're really saying. So in what we're defining spirituality is, it's not religion or religious no. in any way. No. It's really about that thing in you. Yes, it's finding who you are. Finding who you are, but but projecting kindness and love and happiness and enthusiasm. And that's joy. contagious and joy. It's all contagious to other people. And it, it, it starts to define your moral values and those sorts of things. And in the end of the day, it's the mm -hmm. things that attract people to you. Right. Build relationships, right. allow your team to gel, is those type of things. So that's the context of which we're talking about. Right, right. Okay. We're not talking about religion at all. Well, that's, I mean, you can't help but get into that a little, but that's not the well, essence of no, what we're talking about. No, it's about. not why we're talking about it. We're talking right. about how you can take it and and help you find your belief in yourself that you can take it into the corporate world and just like you say attract those people that you need to have around you right your right. tribe because people see through all the other bullshit exactly in time and you can fool some people for a while mm -hmm. no doubt about it yeah so yeah. with all that let's get back into our conversation with jay let's do it just sitting here listening to you i mean there is a correlation between what we're doing and what you're saying mm -hmm. for people that are neurodiverse whatever they are, I agree with you. They have to find themselves spiritually yes. to have that belief in themselves. I personally don't believe in organized religion. Um, but I think as long as we're driven by uh, capitalism and what society wants us to do, we're never going to get ahead. Let's say I'm, I'm talking about a neurodiverse situation. Mm -hmm. They're willing to step back from the corporate influence that we talk about and find themselves and really believe that they're who they are and they're strong within themselves. That's what they need to find out. And you're only going to do that through a spiritual way. You can't really, truly do it mentally. And you have to grow into it. Yeah. Does that uh, make sense to you? All of us are growing, are, are growing into it at different rates. Right. Like I started my journey um, when I was in my late 40s. Mm -hmm. Really, you know, I got into yoga, I did a Same lot of here. research, all of that, and it totally changed my Change. life and who I I, agree. I always say that yoga took me from an A personality to a B personality. I agree. Same yeah. here. 
I mean, do we need AP personalities? Of course we sure do, you do, because you need to move, you know, the world along. I mean, we are in a world of a capitalism that you need that. But we also need to temper that with some kind of kindness. And you get that through, I believe, through spirituality, whatever that looks like to you. And if I can piggyback on that, to once you're born, in order for you to live, you need two things. You need time. You need time in order to grow. And you need space in order to grow. You need time and space. Once your time runs out, you don't have to worry about space because it's gone. Right. So when you come into the world, your clock starts. You're learning. And then however or whoever you are, then you're provided space to go. My wife and I ended up in Cape Town where Archbishop, before we met him, uh, where Archbishop Tutu was um, consecrated as, as bishop, uh, where he was funeralized. And I'm, I'm not religious, or I certainly don't believe in organized religion. <clears throat> Spirituality, I get, but the way you talk about that matters. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if I can even explain myself right. Is that when, I guess I'm so biased against religion that when you, I can't help but connect spirituality to religion. And it gives me a negative connotation in my mind. But I just want to make sure that, so spirituality to me is belief in love and being, uh, contributing to society. It, it, would I be right when I describe it like that? And if I can just say something too, but it's also that we're all part of each other. We're all part of the world. Part we're, of the universe. Yeah, the universe. We're not, uh, this is only a physical body, you know. Our spirit, and unfortunately, people, because religion, organized religion, is so strong. When you start talking about spirituality, the way that Jay is and the way I am, they think we're woo woo, kind of. Well, you, you I got to tell you the truth. I, when I'm here a little bit, I think it's a little woo woo, and I'm just trying to make sure that we're not. When we talk to people, because our message is, you got to take control of your life. Mm -hmm. And you do that with enthusiasm, you do that with the right intention, and that's spirituality to me. So I don't want anyone to be listening saying, woo, woo, and not that you guys, I'm just, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people in the middle, and I think I want to attract the people in the middle to believe in who you are and what you can do, and not... You're... I understand exactly what you're saying, but I th you're... I know, I, I, I know I'm not saying it right. Yeah, well, you know, I mean... What you're saying is what we're saying. We're just using different words. Right, and that's what I just, I yeah. just want to make sure that comes yeah. across. Yeah, we will. You know, you, you're, our podcast is is encouraging people to listen to themselves, be themselves. Don't listen to the noise outside of themselves. Yes. Listen to themselves and believe, and then they will be able to move forward and do what they are put on earth to do, right, right, right? Whether it's to be the CEO of a com company. Things become manifested. Right. They become manifest. So mm -hmm. things, be doors inside you. And where uh, most people are in the physical, but mm -hmm. part of their journey, how do they move from the physical, being successful in this, and a poor, whatever, how do they move from that to another stage? And the thing that Judy and I are saying, there are other stages. In order to get to those other stages takes a certain manifestation, but you have to work at it. You got, whether you call it prayer, whether you call it yoga, whether you call it meditation, what I do now, being I have kind of moved along, 
I enjoy silence. And that's what I got from the first time I heard that. First two times I heard that was from the Dalai Lama talking about silence. You know, silence. I, you're gonna, I came from a world of, I came before rock and roll and jazz and everything. So what do you mean silence? But it was from the Dalai Lama. Now I can stay an hour, complete silence. And things come to me. They become manifested for me. But I didn't know what silence was. I just got to that. Well, I'm point. still at that stage. <laughs> just silence. Too, too much, like a couple of minutes ago. Holy Jesus, what's going on here? No, 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 no. There's none, none of that. Turn on the radio. We're TikTok. Okay, uh, Christ, I'm, you know. You're, you're twitching. I go in the washroom. I get TikTok in one hand and brush my teeth. You know, there's, yeah, yeah. But what we're saying and, and what we're, what, Jay's saying, and and I'm saying, but you and I are also saying on our podcast, is they need to manifest what they want through their job by becoming aware of themselves, becoming belief in themselves. So we are saying somewhat, we are saying the same thing. We're just using different language. And awareness is key. But well, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, awareness is key. You can't look at some guy walking down the street talking how great he is. But, but you know, you talk about that, and we talk a ton about self-awareness. But how do you know if you're self-aware? Because, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen some people, man, they think they're self-aware, and I'm going, wow, that guy doesn't have a clue. Yeah, and you just hit it. They mentally think they, they got it. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Yeah, I know for me, it was the writing of the book. It was reflecting on the stories of the book. It was talking to other people that gave me a greater sense of self-awareness as I moved along. And it really turned into something I never had intended. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going like, Jesus, really? Why would I do that? Why would I do this? And I just thought about that and I talked to people and you start to understand yourself and going, well, if I was really such an asshole, how the hell did I get to where I was? And then you start to see that it's that goodness. Even though there's bad parts to us or inappropriate parts to us, Mm -hmm. that goodness can smother that part. And that's what you've got to focus on. And that's what what people see. Because nobody's looking for perfect. No. You know, who gets connected to the perfect person in the suit who talks perfect? I mean, no. Like me and you connected the other day. We're both having a drink or whatever. And like that, it's like we knew each other for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it, it's passed. Thank it's you. Passed. <laughs> Judy was going to say something, but I wouldn't give her the mic because we only have two mics today, and there's three of us. So, <laughs> And on and on he goes. It, it, it's a journey. It, it's all, all of us. Uh, so if you, if you looked at people, now that you know, you know that our, our podcast is about neurodiversity and all your neural type of conditions that are out there, would you, would you frame that conversation? What advice would you give to people that have dyslexia, cognitive dysfunction, ADHD, OCD, all these things that make them think they're a little weird? There's that core, you've got to start to believe in yourself. You've got to accept, I guess I'm a little weird, so what? Mm-hmm. And look to have more love coming out of you, I guess, than your brain restricting you. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense. but I'm trying to bring to mind, we have a grandson who is, has autism. Autism, mm. yeah, for sure. But it's complicated by schizophrenia, which throws it all out of whack. My approach to him is, number one, listen, but that he's loved. I don't go any further. Hey, love you. You know, send him something on text. 
you know, you're, you're surrounded by love. The autism, he gets, he responds back. And now that he's, he gets a shot once a month or what have you, it helps him kind of balance it out. But the scary thing is the schizophrenia, obviously. And when you put those two things together, it, it's something. And, and for the family, you, you feel helpless because there's really nothing you can do. Only thing I can do is, is two things. I'll let him see and feel love. Can't do anymore. And pray for him. From that, I had to step back. It's beyond my power. You know, it's just, it's just beyond it. Yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized what I wanted to say. When you're saying praying, though, you're not necessarily using it in the word of organized religion, no. right? No. I, I just want to make this clear. Thank you. Thank you. you know, you know what it is, and, and, and thank you for uh, bringing that. What I normally say, and what I have heard growing up, you are in my thoughts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prayer. But isn't prayer, I guess, when you think back, really like a form of meditation? Mm, I would say yes. You know, because you're. Mm-hmm. It's that moment where Alicia. Stop in the old days, get on your knees, and at least you're focused on that prayer, mm-hmm. which in a sense brings the body down, brings the heartbeat mm-hmm. down, brings everything down. So yes. maybe there was some yeah, uh, magic absolutely. to the madness. It, it is, I agree with you, but it's you're turning almost turning it over to this being that you believe in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's all these rules and regulations, and we've talked about that, right? But that's just a Catholic religion. <laughs> No, no, really. no. <laughs> no, it's not, because I know when I go to Mass, it's like, Jesus Christ, repent, repent, you're all evil, you're all bad, take your hand off the mic, I'm talking here, girl, Jesus. Let me have that for a minute. No, all organized religion. <laughs> Protestant, uh, Baptist, uh, you know, all of that is an organized religion. Well, I know that. Well, it's not just Catholics. I mean, you know, they are big. Well, you're hearing a I'm lot not, from not, evangelicals uh, yeah. at this point where religion, politics, thought, and everything are colliding uh-huh. or, or coming together. And then everyone likes to think that God is on their side and they are for greater purpose, grown the politics now. But I must also tell you that we do have a guest in the studio today, little Larry. He's sitting there laughing at all of us talking here. Do you have anything to add, Larry? I know Larry and Angie have an autistic son. Yes, we do. Who, uh, you know, I understand is one of the funniest guys you'd ever meet. That's true. Well, you have to come to the mic and talk, though. Well, he should be a comedian. Sean, uh, he's one of those guys with the autistic ability who believes in himself where the others uh, that are around, we just think that's Sean and he does his own thing, you know. But deep down in the conversations that you were having about the Dalai Lama and all that, here when I look at autism, when I first met Ange and Sean, and to this day I wear this little medallion with Superman on it, I'm just going from a a young fella that back in the time said to me, um, hey, Larry, Who's your favorite hero? And, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking 35, 40 years difference here. And I said, it was Mighty Mouse and Superman. And then time went by. I, I liked Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It could be. He, he's another great superhero. But at the time, I never thought no more of it. And then when I did meet Angie, and as I think it was our first Christmas together, um, I was giving out some gifts and stuff like that. And it was come time to Sean. And 
I'm not sure whether it's the autism or not. I get this huge box that comes out. And I thought, okay, I know he has autism or whatever. And I, I got to go with the flow. So I start unwrapping this box in, into another box. And all of a sudden I get down this little box, maybe two inches by two inches. I open it up and here's this medallion. I don't think it, I'm not putting money value to it. It could have been a $3 bill that bought this thing, and it was a little comic book of Superman. I lost it on the golf course here in, in oh Los Suenos. I'm telling you, I thought my heart, I thought I was going to have a heart attack, but we have a good friend who does our golf trips, and she's uh, having us with our beverages. She was caught up in my story, and she knew I always wore this medallion. Right off the bat, friendship, and let's help Larry. She put out the word to all the workers, and then that. Wow. Can you believe with 18 holes and 90-degree oh weather, God. they found it. They found wow. it. Wow. Again, it's back on my chest is there. But here again, back to autism. That's love, man. It's, it's love. That's 100. Yeah. That's 100% exactly. love. Yeah. Both ways. Both, Both ways. ways. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Right. Um, you know. And and to this day, if he was to give me the phone call and said, Larry, I need to come home, yeah. I'd be there. Yeah. There's no of questions course, asked. Yeah. But he's been brought up with that love. Oh, that's his mom. Uh, how she well, raised yeah. three boys yeah. and yeah. 16 <laughs> jobs yeah. and whatever, yeah. you know. She gave them yeah. the love. That's it. And, and that's it. And True. showed him what it was. Cool. Yeah. Delay back wonderful. in there, Larry. You sure can. So that was really good. Mm -hmm. But how do you sum all this up? Like, and I'm thinking about the people that are listening to this. Because I kind of feel that we are kind of all over the place. It was a great mm -hmm. conversation. But how do you sum this up? If you were to say, Jay, give us... Three things that you'd like people to walk away with who are neurodiverse, because that's what we're about. What would those three things be? That here's how you can really help yourself in your journey in life to for, be as, mo as fulfilled as you could be. First of all, when you say neuro neurology, and, and there's been a lot of research on, uh, on neurology, and uh, they're making a lot of advancements. But that's in the physical. God is within you. And if God is within you, that is where the generation of love comes from. But you got to work at being kind. You got to work at it. I mean, there's nothing going to strike you and say, okay, from this point on, you're going to be a great person. But if you stay within the physical, or be as neurodiverse as you want to be, read all the C.J. Jung that you want, and I've read Maslow, Jung, uh, etc., it doesn't get you to the next step. You're, you're really going through a maze. So what I would recommend, you have to work at it. You have to find something that either metaphysically or spiritually inspires you. And it doesn't come from your wife. It doesn't come from your children. It comes from you. Which goes back to self-awareness again. Self-awareness. It, it, it has to come back from you. And so you have to feel good and you have to keep going. And there are two ways to keep going. You can either go in a circle or go straight and get beyond the circle. Uh, that keeps you bound. Right. right. So it, it, it's up to you. It's free will. That's what, mm -hmm. what we have been given as human beings, free will. We make those decisions. It's interesting now that you, you use the word neuro, because I've seen a bunch of discussions by scientists that in 20 years there'll be no more neurological issues. And that's great when they're extreme. But I look at myself, and it was 
my neurological issues that gave me the skills that allowed me to become successful. If I had no, if I had not had them, I would have never learned to bob and weave. I would have never had the creativity that I would have had. I would have never had that, that, that thing I could do when I could make shit happen. And so you, there's got to be a balance. I mean, sure, we want to eliminate serious disease and all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. we don't want everybody to be the same either. No, no, it, it would be a boring world if everyone's the same. Most important, and you've said this over and over again, were the people that surrounded you. And they surrounded you with love, and you were able to be who you were because there was lots of love. Didn't always feel like love, let me tell you, though. <laughs> well, love can be harsh sometimes. Yes, it can. Yeah, yes, you it know, can. it's not always roses and uh, lilies. Sometimes you got to get your ass kicked, but it's still love, right? Right on, right on. Can't disagree with that. Amen. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Jay, nice having you. Thank you for having me. I haven't had a conversation like that for a long time. I was mesmerized at times. I just love having those conversations. But I really appreciated the way that you kept bringing it back to, because we did, you know, get a little woo-woo at time, I have to admit. I liked how you always brought it back to how does this correlate to what we're doing? How do you take it? How do you take it? What do you do with it? And I think where this really hits People can feel, I want to say morality, I don't know if that's the right word, but they can feel that you're kind, considerate, trustworthy, definitely, respectful, those type of things. And I think over time, people cling to those type of things. So that's what you got to do. And it's about yourself. It's, okay. about, it's about being those things. May I, just, Try, yes, may I interrupt sure. just for a second? Sure. What do you mean by cling to those things? Cling to those things. If I'm leading a team, okay, I can fool people for a minute. But I can't fool them forever. Right. So they will know. It's like that typical executives. I'm, I'm polished and smooth. Mm-hmm. I tell I have a great speech. And I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to yep. do that for you. But nothing ever pans out. Right. So right. you can't fool people. They okay. know that gotcha. you're trustworthy, you're respectful, that you mean what you say, that you do what you say, right. that you're honest, those type of things. And it's those type of things you need to try to be right. as best you can. Right. Knowing that those fundamental things will connect you with your team, will allow you to be the best version of yourself. When I, when, you know, no matter where I am, if people start talking about God, I just use the word universe or love. Whatever word you yeah, want to use. Whatever you want to use. But we're not talking religion. We're talking about there's a goodness in all of us. Right. And sometimes we're led to believe that that's a weakness. Exactly. And we're here to tell you that it's not. It's a power. Now, you said smart. Even Jay talked about it. He grew up in the in the inner city. Man, it was survival. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's survival. But that doesn't mean there's still not a kindness you in the right at appropriate time. And it's those things that will will drive you forward it, it, if you use them correctly. So not woo-woo. No. Just know that, that there's power in that. Right. People see that over time. And those are the things, as an atypical, I believe, are essential for us having success. But we need to connect with our team because we can't do it alone. Right. But in order to connect with the team, you have to connect with yourself. Right on. And this is just another way to do it, right? Right. right. So saying all that, that's very couple days. Want to thank Jay? Yeah. It was a great one, Rick. It really it was. was. Thank you very much. Okay, ciao. Thanks for joining us today and listening to another episode of The Atypical Leader. If you haven't already done so, like, share, and follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 
By liking and sharing, you will help other atypicals find all of us. So we can all start to leverage the stories, strategies, and strengths of what make us all unique. Keep listening and remember, take charge and push away those self-doubts. Leverage what we're talking about. Be confident in who you are and proud of what makes you unique. So join me, Rick Brennan, and my co-host, Judy Sims, on the next episode of The Atypical Leader. And don't forget to get your copy of the book, The Atypical Leader, Harnessing the Power of Neurodiversity on Amazon. To learn more about us, leadership, and neurodiversity, please go to our website, atypicalleader.com. Thanks for listening. Let's do it again next week.